Okay. I, I don't know. How do you want to? I will. I, I think what we could, we could do maybe is we could just kind of do that thing that podcasts do sometimes, where they kind of hit the ground running and like do like sort of like a conversation like you've dropped in the middle of. Right, right. But I want to make sure that we tell them about the spoiler warning. Okay. Yeah. Like it's so we just let them know that if they you know like that like this uh, this this ten fifteen year old however it is program that we're <laughs> doing the pilot of that we we may actually say things that happen later because you know we've, we've seen it all and frankly for me my position is there's nothing that you can spoil about Grey's Anatomy because the show is spoiled from the beginning ah uh, wompity womp I don't know I don't I don't agree with that I, think, I know I think there's, there's places to go okay so you, you but what you're saying is you think we you know like we can come up with a cohesive podcast after the fact though right I do absolutely great great alright so we're, we're, in, we're in business alright All right, fist your, bump fist bump move your water I put a theme in it at this point I guess got it Welcome to A Hard Gray's Night. I'm Allie Goodman. And I'm Mick Surly. <laughs> he is John Walter. Uh, we are married, and um, we are doing a under duress, well, I'm not under duress, John is under duress, a Gray's Anatomy podcast. A little backstory. This comes from, uh, we do another podcast, uh, a far more fun for me podcast <laughs> called A Match Made in Space, where uh, we show each other movies from our 80s childhood, and she loves to keep bringing Gray's Anatomy up nonstop, and I love to not have that happen. But at one point, we offhandedly, you know, like, I offhandedly told her, I'm not doing a Gray's Anatomy podcast with you, which of course, doodly doodly do. We have been, I have been drafted into it by legions of our jerk ass fans who I no longer like. <laughs> oh, please. Um, so, hey, you're probably, you're probably coming from Match Made in Space, uh, you know, if you're listening to our early ones. Later on, I'm sure, you know, this will be the only one we're doing because it becomes super popular and my beloved 80s movie podcast that I, that is actually fun for me to do, uh, you know, and experience, it, it will be kicked by the wayside and I will no longer be watching Predator 2 or something like that. Instead... I will be, actually, I think that's from the 90s. Instead, I'll be watching <sighs> Meredith Grey. So we'll get to Meredith Grey in just a second, but I want people to understand why you have, at this point, seen every single Grey's Anatomy episode yeah. up to this point. And well, it's important it, what, to let them know the story. What, what happened was I kind of wanted you to watch Doctor Who, but you never wanted to, so I, I came up with an exchange program. And this is funny because there's a lot less episodes of Doctor Who, not counting the, you know, like the classic. Right. He wanted us to start with the reboot. Let me talk or I'm never going to do this podcast. No, I was just explaining that we were talking about the reboot. And you think I'm not going to say that? Oh, I don't know. I was actually trying to say that. You Look, look, You don't you surl at me. You're making me do this Grey's Anatomy podcast. That means I get to do my little bit of explaining myself. So I didn't want to make her watch all those in a quarry, you know, like super low budget 70s Doctors Who because I'm not a monster, you know. So I said, okay, we'll just watch New Who, which, you know, most most people who are, you know, like girly girls like you seem to, seem to like a lot more, you know, because it's got cute little doctor Wait, guys. I'm sorry. I'm a girly girl. When you're did that totally. happen? Compared to me, you're a girly girl. Oh, okay. You know. Continue. Because I'm, I'm a girly man, <laughs> you know. So, you know, um, the agreement was you'd watch one episode of that. And then I would watch one episode of Grey's Anatomy. Now, the funny thing is there are about 13 episodes a season of uh, Doctor Who. And, uh, you know, there are about 340 episodes a season of Grey's Anatomy. Uh, so we have long since been done. And I don't even re- I haven't even really been watching Doctor Who lately. I, like, I didn't even watch the last half of this last season. 
But Allie just continually, every Thursday, shoves my eyeballs into the formerly cathode ray. Now it's some sort of HD screens. You know, like I get this wonderful light of Grey's Anatomy bullshit thrown in my face. I've seen every episode of Grey's Anatomy at this point. And, uh, you know, now we're going back and she's making me watch them again. So we can talk about them. And so here I am. Rock you like a hurricane. <laughs> Let's get going Let's with get going. episode one, A Hard Day's Night. Hey, that sounds a lot like our podcast title. I wonder if that's where we got it from. Uh, written by Chandra the Rondra. Chandra? Chanda? Chanda. The Rhonda Rhymes. I don't know. Busta Rhymes, Sister Shonda. Uh, oh and uh, I had this open at one point. And directed by some guy, uh, who knows, uh, Peter Horton. Uh, he's on there a lot. He yeah, his name yeah a lot. he probably directs a lot. Uh, the original air date, March 27th, 2005. My God, there was a time before Grey's Anatomy. Remember that? Mm. Sure, Bush was president, but, you know, at least there was no Grey's. <laughs> we weren't married. We didn't really know each other that well. We knew a little. Yeah, and we were kind of friends. Although I didn't actually start watching Grey's that early. I was not No, 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 no. I think we were actually dating when you discovered it, and then yeah. for years you watched it, and it would be on in the background. I'd be like, "Well, this is so fucking stupid." Thank God I don't have to watch it. And uh, then finally, um, whoop dee dip dee doo, here we the hell are. So I want to start by saying that the the fun thing about a, a pilot episode, which obviously this was, is, is that, that it's hot garbage. Well, I wouldn't say it's hot garbage, but it's always fun when you are a fan of a show and you go back and watch the pilot and you realize all the things that have changed since then. Um, go <laughs> seriously, go back and watch other episodes. You mean like. Dead, fired, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, right. homophobic who, rant. Who was this guy? <laughs> you know. I like the who was this guy. There's a lot of those in this Well, there's, well yeah, this, this, there's a ton of like... Oh, you're 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 a glorified extra, but you you think you're gonna you th- these people thought they were gonna have recurring roles because yeah. they were other residents. Yeah, yeah, there are happen. no other there. I mean, not other residents, uh, other other, other interns. interns. There were no other interns. There's twenty of us and only five women. Yeah, well, bye bye. <laughs> <laughs> all the women. Actually, no, three of the women, three of the five women. Still yeah, there. Yeah, but the point is that like all of the all, all those the other people, interns disappeared. Goodbye. Yeah. yeah. By the way, there was apparently in the first season only one resident. Although as the show goes on, everyone's a resident, and yes. there's like billions of residents. But apparently Bailey is literally the only resident in the hospital it's at the only one we talk about the only one she um, talks to you know so, so and, I, and also everyone like I will say everyone looks so damn young because again this show has been running for 400 years well that's going right into my other point though yes it is because they were younger but also because the colors are really bright and pretty so, and warm it's like it doesn't quite know what it's supposed to be yet it has a little bit of that oh, yeah. like it, it, comedy cam I think it was basically at the time and I I, I Forgive, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it came out around the same time as when Desperate Housewives was a big hit during mm. that like year and a half before everyone got sick of it. When Desperate Housewives yeah. was like the thing to watch, it feels like kind of like they were trying to do Desperate Housewives meets like ER. Yeah, it really does. You know, it's like and, you know, and, it's and, like and, it's like this comedic but serious like like but like they, I think they were trying to play up the romantic comedy more a little bit with because her and Derek, they, then yeah. they realized that what it really needs to be is a depressing kill festival. Yeah, well, like it does. like Grey's Anatomy like evolved like in this you hardly know that most of the cast is going to either die or have cancer. Something you know, terrible will happen to somebody. Yeah, like like there's there's uh, so many people like yeah like just just so, they're gonna be gone. So all of them. My, one of my very first notes, other than the bright warm colors, is that um, we get to see an establishing shot of the house that we've never seen before and doesn't actually exist, you guys. So um, those it's of like, you who are fans of the show, it's like that pilot episode of the Golden Girls. Whenever the outside of it is actually the White House, they just totally made a mistake, and it, because Dorothy was the first woman president, was the original way the show was. 
What are you talking about? Don't you know that? No. Okay, like basically. Oh wait, I'm sorry. That was a dream I had. I was it was really. Say, it was pretty good. It was a great dream. What are you talking about? No, the outside, <laughs> the establishing house, the, the, the establishing shot of the house. Now you see, it's like it's actually a front door. You walk up to it. It's it's like a normal house. But this particular one, they're up. They're almost in San Francisco. They're in one of those houses where you have to walk down the stairs, like a la Charmed, a la oh no, a la Party of Five. Those of you who ever watched that. The only that show, show ever set in San Francisco that matters is. Uh, Oh wait, that doesn't even matter. I hate that show, Full House. I was gonna say, but but this is like I don't she even walks like Full down House. the steps, you guys. Like it doesn't happen in the real. Yeah, show. because it's, they're, 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 it's a porch in the in the. Yeah, the rest she's of the like show. right, exactly. Well, it's then like, again, to, to go back to the Golden Girls, the outside, the exterior of the Golden Girls does not match at all the door of the Golden no, Girls it house. Does not. Uh, so, uh, could, but like, can, but yeah, I, we're not doing in that. We've already talked about the Golden Girls <laughs> house in our other podcast. Uh, you, you already put me on the spot. Oh, with I'm sorry. That. It was six women out of twenty. I wrote down five. I'm sorry. I said five. It's six women out of twenty. But wow, that is something that really matters. The chief has a stash, man. Yeah. Yeah, and hair. Stash is awesome. He has he has short dark hair and well, a mustache. Well, it's also grayed. Well, gray. yeah, but it's graying on the sides, but yeah. it's dark on the top. It is dark on the top. Uh, yeah, I think he's dying it a bit. A little bit because he goes gray so fast over the gray. course of it. Like, but I, I wanted to go back to say the yeah. very beginning of the show begins in the 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 classic, and I'm going to put that in quotes big time. Classic mm-hmm. Grey's Anatomy way of an irritating Meredith like broad statement narration. Right. A surgeon does blibbity blop. We're the rock stars of everything. Surgeon this and surgeon that. Apparently, I just learned right before we went on the air that the reason the narration was in the first episode was they, they wasn't intended, hmm. but they felt like the first scene was missing something. You know, where she wakes up with a, a guy on the floor next to her, you know, you know, and she, you find out she's at her mom's house, and like, but her mom's no longer there, and she's just there to sell it. And she just came back from Boston. Uh, which I'd forgotten that she was ever in Boston. Yeah, in my head, I, in my head, she went to med school in Seattle and never left Seattle. <laughs> but yeah, I forgot she she came home and she's she's from Boston. And you know, like basically, they needed apparently a narration. And you know, like so she's sleeping with this handsome guy named Derek. You know, who apparently you know like I don't know why he needed money to try and buy him love in the first place because he he grew up to be pretty dreamy. Yeah, you know, McDreamy. Yeah. And that's why I'm mixerly. <laughs> Actually, one of the things missing, like we should probably say for this episode, that the main, the stuff that isn't there yet was we haven't gotten to the annoying. Let's call handsome guys mix something, right? Which isn't later. done anymore because all the mix are dead. They're all dead. Yeah, they're literally all dead. Spoiler: all the mix. Sorry, died. guys. One, so, was, one died in a plane crash and one was totally T-boned. Oh my God. Every time. <laughs> oh, you got T-boned. see Derek come on, come on screen now. He always <laughs> You're going to get T-boned. It's terrifying. So, so um, um, not terrifying. It's hilarious. So yeah, like, and plus I want to point out like, all right, I've never even been to Seattle, but I know its reputation. One of the things this show, especially in the early seasons, does like they later on admit to weather. Yeah, but it's always sunny in Seattle. Apparently, yeah, yeah. like it's the, like the most glorious, it is beautiful gorgeous. day. It makes you want to move to Seattle. Like sometimes I think to myself, was this show like subsidized by the Seattle? You know, right. you know uh, what is it like Parks and Rec or whatever? That's like, please tell people to move here because we need more tourists yeah. and whatever. Yeah, like exactly. Ferry it's, boats it's, are beautiful. Come, yeah, it's lovely come to Seattle here. here. You know, and I, uh, you know, like, and one thing also that's missing is it's funny because they kind of got rid of it again later. You know, and it's only really on the closing credits that you hear it, but uh, it begins with just the title card. Yeah. And not the shitty opening song, which in which the, like will they, start. And uh, next time you'll get it. And, it. and the original, the first season, I think it's only in the first season. No, it's in. Maybe it's also in the second season. Well, the first season has like it has like an opening credit sequence, which isn't on this one either. Right. Which is like this. 
it's making it more of a sex farce. Yes, which you know? is so weird. And this, nobody knows <laughs> it going Oh, oh, nobody oh, knows. you want to know. Oh, it's so freaking bad. It's obnoxious. But it's not in. Like, we won't get that until no. the next episode. Probably not. You know, no. so I think in the next, well, the next one is when it's picked up for series and it's definitely, right you know, like they, they like, I would you know, like and, and so oh, basically ahead, it begins with, yeah, she's late for work. She runs in, and you know, you meet Chief Weber, who again uh, gives his speech. Gives his speech, the, the and Chief's he's speech. and he's much younger than he ever was later. You know, we don't know any of his dark secrets yet, or anyone's dark secrets yet. You know, and basically, and you learn that you know, like they're basically interns. They're, they're and like he does the you you know, there are twenty of you, six of you, you know, like like how many like however X number of you are going to. Um, you know, like, so and so, look to your left, look to your right. Everyone's going to die horribly because this is Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> like, that you're so and so number are going to wash out, so and so are going to change their specialties to something Ugh. easier, you know, because, like, again, it, like, this, this show, super, especially in the early days, super glorifies the jock top gun nature of surgery. It does feel you know, like scrub, top gun. Scrubs also did that yes. too with, like, surgeons are jocks and, like, hardcore and everything. And it kind of annoys me because it reminds me of the same thing of that stupid ass celebrity chef culture. Where it's like, shut the fuck up and just save my life and quit being an <laughs> asshole. Shut the fuck up and make me my fucking duck confit, you fucking glorified cook. You know, like, you're not a fucking artist. You know, you're a fucking craftsman. Get to work. You know? So, I love I'm sorry. Show. I'm I sorry. I, just, so I, I, hate, I hate jock culture I being put into something that isn't jock. You know, it's just, surgeons are fucking nerds who did good in science. Okay. Let's, let's, you know, let's, fuck you. You're not a jock. Let's talk for a minute about Bailey. Yeah, that's right. So they, yeah. So they find out they, they, we've been given the Nazi. Like the, the, there are four main cast members plus a fifth who's also like not hers yet, but will be, I guess, because they, you know, like, like all TV shows, they contract yeah. <laughs> into like a certain number of cast members. But so the four main uh, surgery people with surgery Alex people. is the fifth. Yeah. The interns is you've got your Meredith Grey. You've got Christina Yang, who is the, you know, Meredith Grey is the main character who, it's hard to tell in this episode because you're just learning it. But as you go on, you learn that she's literally the worst character on the show and the most irritating. I, she's I, horrible. We had a big fight. John actually wanted to call this, I hate Meredith Grey. Like, that's actually oh, what he wanted to call her. this. The oh, only yeah. good thing about this show is that she suffers a lot and loses a lot of people she loves. Because she is terrible and I love watching her suffer because she's a horrible person. <laughs> I hate her so much. Her fucking lying cat smile. God, I hate her. So uh, it's Meredith Grey. Then it's uh, Christina Yang, who's like the driven super student. And just they a, just very a little, unsubtly dropped that she was number one at STEM. I will also just just a little sigh, a little shoehorn in there because I've also read slash listened to Shonda Rhimes' book, The Year of Yes. And she talks about Christina Yang as essentially the character that she wrote that I think she felt the most like comfortable writing the most compatible with like she feels like it's her right. to some degree I, I honestly think like she's probably an easy character for anyone who's driven to write yeah. because she is just a driven like she's an under she's actually one of the most understandable characters in the show even when she does things you know it, it help it doesn't hurt that um sandra O oh is actually one of the better actors to, to get on the show like she actually is a good actress whereas i don't believe that 
I can't remember. Ellen Pompeo. Ellen Pompeo. I don't think she's a very good actress. I've never thought she's very good. I think they made a mistake and didn't, and it was too late by the time the show was popular. And they're like, oh God, we got the least charismatic person possible, this block of wood with eyebrows to like become their lead. Ellen Pompeo is the most divisive of the peop- of the characters of the most main characters that people think are. You mean a good there are act- people who know what she is and people who are wrong about her. In your opinion, there are some people who absolutely think she's brilliant and amazing and love her. Whatever. And I, okay, I'm just telling you. If you're and listening, you're very, very wrong. It's just interesting because I I don't hear this conversation about any other character as deeply as I hear it about Ellen. That's Pompeo. because no one. That's because to be honest, none of the other characters. All right, look. Let me finish all the. I'll yeah, go. I'm I'll sorry. go you and go I'll, I'll go through them all. Okay. Then you have let's let's do George next. George, right. you got George McFly. George McFly. <laughs> What's it's Mick something, isn't it? Isn't it an Irish name? Um. Oh my gosh! Now you've got George. Me. I, I, I got to. I got to look. Right on, I'll look crazy? on the wiki. Like, George O'Malley. O'Malley. Well, George yeah. O'Malley. He's a and Mick, but not a Mick. T.R. Knight is playing yes. him, and and George is the bumbling, like lovable goofball character who's like you think is going to be the washout. Yeah. He has he has total washout written all over him. Like the the fir- in this episode, he screws up. Uh, he screws up bad. An while, appendectomy. An appendectomy, and we'll get to that. And they start calling him 007 because he has a license to kill. You know, and that actually is gonna that's gonna haunt him for some of the first season, and yeah. after a while, it kind of goes away. And then like most, back. almost everything about this first season goes away. Like but then it comes back. It comes back, but like not a lot. Like the this show. For Allie, those of you who remember this episode, this uh, this show. Oh my God, Allie! There are so moments. Boring. Yeah, it's so boring. <laughs> for those of you who remember this show, it comes back. Continue. It comes back, but it, like what I'm saying is, every aspect of the show, by the time we get to the fifty thousandth season that we're on now, yes. is gone. Right. None of the characters are the same as they were. Okay. None of them are in the same position they're in. Right. Most of them are gone. There are four characters in this episode that are still on the show. Right. You know, it's Meredith Grey is still on the show. Alex Karev is still on the show. We haven't even gotten to it. Miranda Bailey's still on the show, and, and Chief Weber. Uh, is still on the show, but, but none of them are the same position. So George George O'Malley. So he's and Tr Knight's a pretty good actor. He he and Tr Knight, as we all know later, he shot himself in the foot uh, by like wanting to be written out of the show. Yeah, like an idiot. you know, and so he ended up with probably the first moment on the show where the show like probably infuriated fans. I think the first real infuriation. There are moments their fans are like, oh my god, yeah. but like, this is the moment when fans just got pissed off. Mm-hmm. Was probably when he left, and then you've got uh, Izzy. Stradlin from Guns N' Roses? Um, uh, whatever. Izzy, whatever. Um, Isabel, I can't remember. I don't know. Name. Izzy. They all call her Izzy. It's Catherine Heigl, who was probably the first idiot to leave the show. Yes. Because she left before George, right? I don't remember. I don't know. But Catherine Heigl no, did... No, I don't think so. Well, maybe not. But George she left first. Yeah, Catherine Heigl uh, made the Shelley Long mistake mm. and thought that she could have a movie career. Yeah, that's um, And much like Shelley Long, she was really difficult to work with and... Uh, clearly made a lot of enemies over the years. And apparently they call her Katie. Yeah. Uh, Not okay. Catherine. Okay. Her well, friends. I give a shit about that. I hate whenever fucking celebrities have this special nickname that only their friends know. And you like, no, she's Catherine Heigl because that's her fucking professional name. And you're like, and I don't care about her. But well, I was going to say, oh, and then Catherine Heigl, Catherine Heigl is also not a very good actress, but I feel like this, this show for the most part, it's like when the Beatles let Ringo sing. Like, this show keeps it in her range. Yeah. Uh, so you don't, like, it wasn't until she got in the movies that people really realized how much she's always going to be a supporting character. She's not a good enough actress to carry a film, you know. She or, can carry an episode, but she it's can not, carry an episode, she's not my favorite episode But you've got to give her, you've got to give her, like, the right role. Yeah. I and, like, and I will say one thing, like, for all of my dislike of Grey's Anatomy, I respect that Shonda Rhimes knows how to make TV. Yes. And knows how to do it well yes. and competently. 
It may not be what I want to watch, but I get that she knows what she's doing. Right. And with with Izzy, it's basically you got to give her Stevens, Isabel Stevens. Izzy, oh yeah, you've got you've got to basically give Katherine Heigl's character scenes where she looks exasperated or confused, mm-hmm. and then you're fine, you know. And so like they learn to that. And then yeah. again, there's the and then there's the fifth orbiting member, Alex Karev, played by Justin Chambers. Who actually is another very eventually becomes a very well rounded character, but for the first couple of seasons he's kind of just a bully yeah. and an asshole. And in this episode he's a super bully, he's super asshole. asshole. And he and he's actually shown to be in, more inept. Like now he's a very competent doctor. Eh. Now, currently, you know, in the show he's a competent doctor. No, he, he don't. Eh. Oh, he's you a, mean you mean? I'm sorry, you mean in 2016? Yeah, now currently, oh my God, I'm sorry. his yes. character, like yes, I said, because yes, all yes, the yes, characters have changed, have massively changed who they are. I misunderstood. He, again, as a sole survivor, now he's a very competent doctor with a specialty and as an attendee, like you know, attending, you know, like all the attendee. I always want to say attendee, like he's just he's come What's to the he's come to the come to the symposium. And what can I do to help you? Uh, you yes. know, but. Um, but like in this, he's an he's kind of an idiot. Yeah, you know he hasn't learned his he hasn't learned his place yet. He, he hasn't learned to, to avoid his hubris, and they haven't given him a reason to be an asshole. So he's right. just an asshole. Right. Uh, and so, but anyway, he's not one of Bailey's people. So now we meet Bailey, yep. the Nazi, and she's called the Nazi, of course, because she annexed the Sudetenland and later invaded Czechoslovakia and Poland. Um, but um, no, it's. She's the Nazi because uh, it's the same. It's a grammar Nazi, rules Nazi thing, yeah. you know, soup Nazi kind of thing. She's just hard. She's yeah. a hard corporate. And she, and to be honest, Bailey is instantly the best character in the show the moment you see her. Yeah, you. Love I her. am. I am. I have always like as much as this isn't the show for me. There are certain characters that I've glommed onto for various reasons, and I love Bailey because she's like first of all, I think Chandra Wilson is that how you pronounce it or is it Chandra? I don't know. Chandra that's why I keep. I, that's why I called her Chandra Rhymes by mistake. By ah. the way, is because there's, and she is obviously as much as Shonda, as Chandra Rhymes says, like you know, like Christine was the character she found easiest to write. I feel like Bailey has got to be the Chandra Rhymes stand-in. She's she's definitely got a voice. Yeah, uh, you know, like and Bailey is also like uh, Chandra R- Wilson is definitely one of the best actresses on the Agreed. show, and like, she is someone that I feel like if she were taller, thinner. And more traditionally beautiful, in other words, beautiful like a white person, you know, she would, yeah, or like, yeah, like Carrie Washington is, she would be a much bigger star and have other shows like asking for her and other, and and a possible movie career. She is by far, she is by far the best actress in in the history of this show. I'm glad she's still on the show. It's one of the few reasons I can keep watching this garbage fire you know, year garbage in, year out, is at least fire. every now and then I'm like, oh, thank God, Bailey's in this episode big time. You know, and, and, and plus Bailey, Bailey in the first season, Bailey gets by on, she can't stand these fucking idiots that are the, our main characters. Yeah, which makes it even better for you. So now you're Yeah, because she's kind of the audience stand-in character where you go, God, these fucking idiots, just do your damn job. But the, and then but so the Bailey is like is, that. I, I, also, I also had to tell John that we couldn't call the podcast through Bailey's eyes. So because yeah. he really wanted to do that too. And or, actually, or I heart Bailey. Actually, I believe it was Bailey's right, you stupid motherfuckers. You should quit <laughs> medicine forever. Um, <laughs> um and so so anyway, she's she's bossing him around and she yeah. sends him to do scut work, as they call it. They don't say scut work on this episode, but it's called scut work yeah. later. You know, the shitty, like, jobs, like, uh, Izzy is doing rectal exams, so she's lubing up her fingers and shoving them in fat guys' asses. Um, 
I don't know. They're all doing things they don't want to do. And, and of course, and, it's and awkward you, between uh, And then George, and George gets singled out by uh, an, an, another character who shows up, Preston Burke, played by Isaiah Washington. Can we just have a moment about all the names? Oh, my. The, the names in this show piss names. me off. I know. Just fucking, is there anyone in the show allowed to have a normal human name? <laughs> Even Alex Karev doesn't get to go by Alex. He's Karev. Yeah. You know, like, George is literally the only normal person, like, Meredith name. isn't a normal name? Meredith's fine, I guess, but Meredith... Christine all right, Meredith, is a normal name. Yeah, but they call... They, yeah, I guess you're right. But as it goes on, Meredith Grey is, is the daughter of Ellis and Thatcher Grey. That's true. You know, like, it's just like, fuck you. Fuck you and your fucking ridiculous <laughs> baby name book. Flip it open to a random letter and call someone this. <laughs> you know? Mr. Chunk Funkly. Ah, <laughs> oh, Azimuth Johnstone. <laughs> I'm oh, waiting. Chronometer Jackson! I'm waiting for Azriel to make an appearance. I'm surprised there has not been an Azriel. No, I'm waiting for one. So, As a thought. So I also, I, I just have to throw this in there. So one of the big, um, like, like, ding moments for me when I first started watching it, and I think I actually told you about it, and you were like, you were like, really? Uh, what are you doing? It's just... Oh, um, so uh, one of the a big good things- podcaster just <laughs> just lets me do things quietly. You yeah, but you weren't doing it right. So, um, so anyway, but the big thing that like I had a ding moment. We're talking about me touching myself. <laughs> was when uh, we get into the Nobody OR. Knows what my dog looks like. <laughs> when we get into the OR <laughs> and we see Nurse Linda. Now let's discuss Nurse Linda for a minute. Nurse Linda, Linda Klein. Linda Klein is the is actually a consultant. Uh, the medical consultant on the show. She she and she was also the medical consultant on Nip Tuck, which which leads Nip. us to the fact that perhaps Grey's Anatomy is part of the Nip Tuck verse. Yeah, we've we've thought about this. Like it, somehow it, Nurse Linda, because she's she plays a Nurse Linda on that show as well. As well, and, I mean, her job is basically to make sure that like if an actor has a question about how something is supposed to look. She can kind of make them look like they're a real surgeon doing it. She makes the it job. authentic. She can also hand things the proper way. Right. She's in a lot of early on um, episodes because they need her there. Right. But she's still there in the show in later episodes. She is, too. but not as often. Yeah, she now knows. they got that Asian woman that does a lot of them. They yeah, they have a lot of different people now who like. And I will say I, I do like, you know, and most shows do this, but yeah. I do like when they have the returning extras who are always there. You don't know their name, but you they're always there because it does give a verisimilitude. Yes. You know, of this is an actual working hospital where the same people are going to be in the background. Absolutely. You know, so I, I do I do think that's good. You get people that are like year in, year out, you see. Although we lose some of them. The nurses, there's some turnover. There is some turnover. Because unfortunately, the sassy uh, black male nurse that like is in this, in the early yeah. seasons. I don't know his name even. I can't remember if he's ever given a name. He's given a name. I can't remember his name right but now. But like, yeah. Like the problem is, and it's not his problem. But the problem is a lot of times what happens is the nurse will have an affair yep. with a doctor and then they have to and go have because to because up. it has to end badly because there's like no relationship can actually be happy, you know, on this show for no. more than a season, which is the the curse of serial, you know, serial drama. So seeing drama. Nurse Linda was a really nice moment for me because I was like, oh, oh, Nurse Linda. Like, I don't know, brought it home because we used to watch Nip Tuck. Um, right, which is also, which is by the way, show. a trashy Total show. Total tra- trashy show. Oh, that show gets trashier and trashier. With it's some a brilliant, hot garbage show. It's a hot show. garbage show. And there's some brilliant moments in it. Some brilliant moments. Well, if you like trash, if it's you like trash. trash. It's it's trash Otherwise, from beginning to end. Look, think, the pilot episode has them feeding someone to an alligator, someone's <laughs> dead body to an alligator. These are not criminals, by the way. Yeah. Uh, you yeah, know, And that is not even the weirdest. <laughs> no, they're plastic surgeons. They're plastic surgeons. They're not criminals, but they end up feeding a, a dead a mobster to uh, crocodiles. Yeah, it's going to 
pilot. Yeah, in the pilot. So and that so that show definitely uh, you know it's a fucking crazy show. Crazy. It's 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 it makes it makes Grey's Anatomy actually seem pretty sane in its storylines right for the most part. A lot know. of shaky cam ER. Yeah, like in this episode, they, yeah, that was gonna on. say the shots in this episode yeah. are stupid. Yeah. It's it looks bad. They don't know what they're doing. It's dated instead. Like it, it. They don't know what they're doing yet. Yeah, they they haven't found their voice and they're ripping off. But they they're doing it one poorly and two. I feel like the heyday of the Steadicam show. Yeah. Is gone. Yeah. You know we're back down to like yes, there's moving cameras, but you have operators who are smooth with them. Right on. You know like it just like it's like they're trying to create false tension by like oh let's jam a camera all over the place. Right. And they're not everything's not in focus and it's weird. It's weird. And blurry. Like it's it's like it's hazy. It's almost. It's like, like a dream state. It's almost like yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of light coming in. Like I said, I feel like I really feel like Seattle was like make our, make make our city look good, make yeah. our city look good. As if Seattle had any say in this nightmare uh, show. It's probably right. filmed in somewhere else anyway. So actually, I don't know. I, I think they probably well probably most, show, is, most shows yeah. just do a staff. We didn't do any research for this podcast. As you can tell, we obviously yeah. just watched the episode and decided to come talk to you about it. Yeah, um, and um, but I, before we before we forget, and I, I wanted to go to the other main subplot of yeah. this episode, which is George is taken to be Burke's guy. Oh, yeah, right. And there's some talk about, you know, like, did Bailey tell him that? Like, your guy? You're yeah, making... no, Burke always picks No, up. but was Bailey talking to him about uh, him being, like, because someone told yes. him you always pick a guy. Was That's, it Bailey? Was Bailey. Which is That's funny, because Bailey's a resident now, which means she was probably an intern last year. <laughs> so how is she so worldly? I know. <laughs> you know? I don't know if she's technically the first year resident. She's probably not. No, because I think she becomes an attending pretty fast in the show. Yeah, and she also, she she becomes the chief resident, I think, very soon. So it's, you know. Well, not, but not until after, because she, she's running against Callie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, who's not even in the show. No, not yet. So, um, yeah, I, I, I feel like that's third or fourth season. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, um, God, see, I know a lot about the show. I told you, I've seen them all. I may not like it, but I know it. Uh, you know, so, um, so basically, uh, you know, like, Burke has made George his guy, and his guy is kind of a guy who's going to be run to the run ragged and be made an example of. Yes. So he takes him in to do an appendectomy, which is which, which. This is what I want to talk about. This is weird. this is okay. I and I feel like the show would not do this later. They don't. Bailey would have been in, or the chief would have been in for an appendectomy because they are the because they are general surgeons. surgeons. Or yeah. later, Meredith would have been in right. for an appendectomy because they are general and surgeons. And they do their research later. Burke, yeah, yeah. Like later on, that would work. But Burke is the head of cardiothoracic, and in this show has later on gotten much better. It's not like House where no. they're the three doctors who do every fucking procedure. <laughs> in this show, it's normally if you're not a specialist in this. Or like consulting with someone else, you're not in the OR. Right. You know, you're not going to have. It's not your patient. I mean, you may see a peds person come in to do a general surgery because they are also trained in general surgery, but you're not going to see Derek, who's a neurosurgeon, do uh, a fucking colonoscopy. Right. You're not going to see, you know, Bailey do, you know, a heart transplant except as an assist. And you're not going to see someone, Burke, or any of the revolving door of cardiac uh, people after he leaves. You're not going to see them, you know, like him do anything other than heart and chest surgery. Right. You know, but this this episode, you've got to fight, like, this guy who's, and, and by the way, another thing about the show that is TV unbelievable that it irritates the shit out of me, and it's not as bad, weirdly, in this episode, is everyone's world-renowned. Yes. It's like everyone in this, have you ever been to a hospital that everyone, I, we've been to hospitals that have world-renowned doctors at Yes. Them. I mean, we're at Northwestern, you know, in, in, in Chicago. There's some people there that are, like, top-notch. Yes. You know? But... No, I've never been to a hospital. But, like, like, like... <laughs> but there's no hospital, like... And, and, like, all hospitals, this is incredible 
incredibly shadowy in TV hospitals. Have you ever been to a hospital that is like a TV hospital? No. I, ironically, I feel like soap operas and sitcoms, sitcoms more than anything, sitcoms may have the most realistic hospital rooms. Because they're so bright. Because they're bright. Like, have you, like, no hospital is, is like, unless you turn the overhead light off and there's no light in the room. Like, operating theaters are like these, like, it's like, Chiroscuro. It's like fucking film noir. <laughs> like, I'm surprised there's not like a blinds with like shadows. And how about this? I think in the very, this particular episode was one of the brightest episodes. Yeah. And it's still shady. Yeah. So it's, uh, so like, but anyway, George gets into this bullshit operation and, and he screws up. Yeah. He does great for a while, but then when he's trying to invert the stitch, it breaks. Pulling the purse strings. Pulling the purse strings, he as they call them. it. They break. Uh, he tries to like, and uh, Burke very seriously berates him. You know, to like fix the problem, fix the problem. And George kind of cracks under the pressure. And so they start calling him 007 because, you know, he's the guy who's going to kill a patient. Yep. You know. And then later on, George promises a family that a patient's going to live. And when the patient dies and Burke finds out that he promised the you know, he makes George a first day intern. First day intern, go and deliver the bag. Oh, and, and the premise is, by the way, the first shift is 48 hours long. Yeah. You know, and I get... I get they don't really show it though they they imply it there's rooms to sleep in but as they make it very clear from the premise of this show people are going to fuck in these rooms so you got to knock before you go in right exactly. you know and uh so so that's the that's like the one of the plots and the other plot is oh it turns out Derek the handsome dude that Meredith slept with is Dr. Derek Shepard the new neurosurgeon who's got this job and there there's a guy with something wrong with his a woman no a girl who's got something wrong with yep. her brain. She keeps having grandma seizures and they don't know why. And in, this is a bullshit thing that wouldn't have happened later. He asked the first day interns <laughs> to help him out. And I will say this, they haven't established yet. No. Much like they haven't established it with Burke either, that the only person they've established from this hospital that's world-class is the now apparently retired Ellis Gray. Yes. Who merits the daughter of and is not proud of that fact. Right. She's trying to hide it because she doesn't want people to think she's getting preferential treatment. Right. And the chief says, I, you're, I, I'd I, know you anywhere. You you remind me of your mother. Yeah. Which doesn't make you feel skeevy until you find out, except on rewatching. Except on rewatching. <laughs> you know, why? Well, you we know. both literally both sat there and went, oh. Yeah, because, yeah. <laughs> well, I will say this. Also, it's here, everyone knows. Very, it happens fairly quickly that you 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 learn that he and her mother had an affair years back. Now this is the thing in the lore of the show, the chief was kind of like a surrogate dad to her. Yes, and yet he's and like, I'd early, recognize you anywhere. He should have on early on. I think when they moved because they moved to Boston. They do she's move really to Boston. Young. Oh, does? Oh, I guess she's they do. So young, she probably doesn't even remember him. I guess no, she does because she talks about like there there are moments where she remembers him. Like, later on, it's established that she knew him well enough as a child to remember him. Yeah. But in this, it's like, he's, he's like, I'd recognize you anywhere, whenever yeah. it should be someone that he actually knows, like, right. of. But, um, but anyway, the, the, the thing I'm going to say with that is, so, anyway, Derek is looking for help, and she's trying to get as far away from him as possible because she's embarrassed and, doesn't, and she doesn't want her career to be compromised because she had, she had sex with her, what she didn't even realize was her, essentially her boss. boss. 
you know, so, but he needs help from the interns because we haven't established yet that he's hot, king shit of fuck mountain <laughs> as far as neurology. Of course, everyone's king shit of fuck mountain by the end of this show. Like every single fucking person in this hospital is king shit of fuck mountain for every procedure. You're like, There's why would you Harper ever Avery's go? Why would you? And that's, oh, and they actually mentioned the Harper Avery Award. I will say that's cool. I will say I like that they've invented an award that Ellis Gray has won four times called the Harper Avery. Keep that in mind because that, that actually becomes a theme that runs and threads through the show. Yep. To this day, the Harper Avery always is important. And the Harper Avery Foundation becomes more and more important as the yep. show goes on. I know it wasn't an intentional foreshadowing because cast members who are more directly related to the foundation don't come in for like seven or eight years. But I give I give the 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 writers, i.e. Shonda Rhimes and her team, For making a good show by Really it. good, yes, for yes, thank you, for making a really good show by They wrote it. that down and they said, you know what, whenever there's an award that needs to come up, let's make sure it's the Harper yes. Avery so we could keep it running the same way. Really and I might have thought it was a real award yes. if it were not for the fact that, like, as it goes on, you actually meet the heads of the foundation and, like, yeah. you, you would never be able to do that with a real award, right. you know, so... But so so anyway, what happens is Meredith and uh, and Christina agree Yang uh, agree to work together because Meredith doesn't want the operation. Christina desperately yeah, wants to you'll get win the, the op- you'll, you'll get to go in because Christina with basically Derek. would. Did you explain that they get to go in and operate with Derek? No, yeah, that's the thing. Is Derek says if you figure this out, you get a you get a surgery with me, and right. getting a surgery is what all the residents want all the time. That's all they want. And these are interns. So and, uh, interns, pardon yeah. me. Yeah, I'm sorry. What everyone always wants in the show is to get into surgery because surgery is like flying that F14. Yep. It's like basically being crowned the king shit of fuck mountain you're climbed fuck mountain <laughs> using an f-14 you parachuted off onto fuck mountain and picked up the fuck mountain crown and you are just sitting there like you are the pope of chili town i'm the greatest whenever you do a surgery so you know meredith ends up actually solving it but like like because uh christina says something about a ball and they realize it's some bullshit aneurysm hidden somewhere yeah. and they find it and meredith uh, basically, Derek says you're doing the surgery, and Meredith like staring, stares blankly, and so Christina gets like screwed out of it, and she goes to Derek, and Christina thinks, "Fuck you, you know, you know, I wanted to be king shit of fuck mountain, but you, you've abdicated, you've, you've usurped my throne." Uh, so Derek, uh, she outs every, and she, she goes to Derek and says, "I didn't, I don't want to work with you." And he's like, "Why did you do this?" No, why Meredith you, goes to Derek. Yeah, yeah, Meredith, and it's like, "Why did you do this to me? I don't want to do this." And he's like, "Because you deserve it, and you know, I'm not going to let you not do this." You and you're not throwing away your lo- shot. 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 You're not throwing away your rap, rap, a rap, a rap, rap. Alexander Hamilton's not a monster. Rap, rap, rap. I'm, I swear. Rap, rap. <laughs> He's not a monster. He didn't lead a coup to overthrow the government using an illegal constitution that was not asked for. No, no, America wasn't founded on stealing central power. That wasn't. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, let, let's keep my a, hardcore. He actually makes a point about saying something like, you know, I wanted to give you your shot or something, and literally the two of us went into not throwing away my shot. shot. It's very funny. And then, and then I briefly wanted to make. The Beastie Boys, you know. Go for it. Don't touch me because I'm electric. But it's shock, not shot. Oh. But it sounded like the shock, 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 shock. I think it's booty. <laughs> anyway, that was for all y'all that really enjoy Check Your Head, 1990 whatever's uh, fun here. <laughs> effort uh, by the Beastie Boys. Uh, the Beastie Boys. The, the, by the way, a name that is actually redundant because it technically means boys entering anarchic states <laughs> towards internal excellence. Very nice. It used, to be, it used to be an acronym in their early days when they were a hardcore band. Um, so they were a hardcore band once? You didn't know that? No. Yeah, they were a, they were a mediocre hardcore band. Uh, yeah, they, they have an album. When they were 12? 
Yeah, oh, but they were like they were in their teens. Yeah, they were wow. like sixteen years old. Yeah, Ad, wow. yeah. Uh, the the lead vocalist was uh, Michael Diamond, I think, and uh, Adam Yock played bass. Ad Rock was not a member yet. Uh, the drummer for Luscious Jackson was their original drummer. I mean, you come to you come to a Grey's Anatomy podcast yeah. and you get trivia about well, most every people know this fucking thing. Most guys. people know this. I know. Well, not everybody. Yeah. It's so yeah, they, yeah. They really they released an album in 1981 called Polywog Stew. It was an EP. And then they released something that was more hip hop uh in the mid 80s called uh, the Cookie Puss EP. And those were combined into an album in the early 90s called uh, Some Old Bullshit that uh, has, you know, it was kind of like a, a collecting point of all the shit that they did before License to Ill, before they discovered rap and kind of like, you know, made a career for themselves. Thank you for coming to so the Beastie that, Boys TED Talk. I'm trying to not talk about Grey's Anatomy as much as possible. <laughs> so anyway, it ends with basically Meredith, and, and you hear Derek's catchphrase, like what, let's save lives, let's time uh, to it's save. It's a beautiful, beautiful day, day to, to, save save some, to save some lives. To save lives. It's a or whatever. beautiful day to save That's lives. That's his catchphrase. That goes right in the show Bible. You'll hear that a million times. Uh, going forward. And then you won't hear it and then you'll hear it again. Yeah, they'll, they forget about it for a while and then they get it back. Yeah. You know, and then like it kind of ends with Meredith and him or like in a weird, awkward, maybe we'll do something else. Maybe yeah, not. Maybe not. And, uh, and then it ends with uh, Meredith and Christina going, like seeing each other outside after the shift is over, you know, and Meredith go, goes on a whole like bullshit thing about how great it is to be king shit of fuck mountain and cut people open, you know, and they, she goes outside and talks to, uh, to what's her hoodle, uh, Sandra O. Oh. They're, they're sitting in the... You're talking about when they're sitting in the... Uh, on the bench outside. On the bench. They're not outside. They're actually in the hallway. Oh, I... Th- the outside part is when jo- George is out there upset and she's oh, out there upset. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're, you're, you're right. You're conflating them. Oh, I don't know. It's, it's all the same fucking... Yeah, and they have this... Oh, yeah, the the, hall, the inner hallway thing. Yeah. That, like That's like their... The, the, the catacombs, like the yeah, they're down under the the, the co- what do they call a, it? They call it know. something. Yeah. They call it something, but it's a set that disappears uh, when these guys become the the residents. Then this batch becomes residents because it like the the interns don't meet. That's where the interns hang out and the residents hang out like in the in the little lounge. Yeah, the residents have a lounge. The residents have a lounge, at, but like the cat. I want to call them the catacombs. I know it's not. Call it that. But like the catacombs or whatever. It's just like the like this area on the outside. Like it's like the. You know, it's underneath. It's in the tunnel, and basically, yeah. it's where they store all the old gurneys. So yeah, yeah. So they sleep. they sit. Yeah, they sit and hang out there because it's out of the way. But none of the other interns later ever hang out there, so it's a set that disappears. Yeah. Uh, you know, like in later years. No, it's definitely this cast's Yeah. Like there's like, yeah, you you kind of in the show, there's like waves of cast because every few years they, you know, they, they have to promote the interns to residents and the residents to attendees if they're intendings, if they're staying. So, but like this, this is the, like basically the first class. Yeah. And first class here, you know, like it's, you know, it's, it's Scott Summers, Gene Gray, Beast, Iceman, Angel, Okay, I'm sorry. I'll stop making my nerd things. Thanks. Um, like, they meet in the, the catacombs. Oh, and also, oh, I forgot to say, when they were moving the girl to surgery, Meredith's moving her when yeah. she thought it was lost, this is something you don't see later that is more accurate to a hospital. They're actually moving her behind the scenes. Right, in the in the back Because later on, it's like they, like, every hospital drama does this, and I don't know if you've ever either had a serious operation or a family member who's had a serious operation. They don't put you in the main halls. They have other halls in the hospital that are employees only. You know, but it's like they just wheel people through wherever. That's yeah. not true, actually. I I will disagree with you. If you actually go and look at the more when we for Thursday when we watch more recent episode, it's actually not true. All you're seeing are people who are in scrubs. You're not seeing normal people. Okay, but also those hallways are not crowded with people because they're not. They're basically like 
where you shuttle people for operations. Right, I see what you're saying. But these are like crowded, like, and they have like, it looks like the doors lead off to hospital rooms, like to recovery rooms. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Like, you know, like you never see it, like there's not a lot of doors in these because it's only like, it's like basically straight shots to OR. not every hospital can be as rich and special as Northwestern Memorial. Right, but Seattle Grays is definitely, Grays. Grays? Seattle Grays? Well, I'm combining the two. I see that. Uh, Seattle Grace, and it's annoying that it's Seattle Grace and Grace Anatomy too. Anyway, that's yeah. fucking come on, Chandra, Shonda, Shambo, <laughs> Sham, Shampo, Shampoo, Shampoo. <laughs> come on, Shampoo Times. We, got, you know. So, um, so yeah, so basically, that's kind of the uh, yeah, that's the, the episode. Uh, you get you get the feeling that Meredith and and Christina are going to be friends. Yeah. Oh friends. yeah, I was gonna say they they wrap up with you know, are we gonna talk about this? No. No. We're yeah, good. We're cool. We're good. You know, like, because as we've established and will continue to establish, Christina Yang hates human emotion, which is why she's one of the better characters. I do love that. And you find out, <laughs> well, I, maybe I'll bring it up until our, one of our other episodes. What, what, what's the, the many, the many facets of Christina Yang, which will come right. up later. I think. Right. And um, so anyway, um, I guess, characters. I guess we can wrap up. We've yeah. already gone longer than we probably meant to. Yeah. I, I want to do this. We want to do this in like a half hour or less. Yeah. Um, but it is the first episode. And right, we yeah, we're we're, we're, we're not going to try and do them as long Sorry. as our match made in spaces. Oh gosh, which, no. Although like they're probably going to fluctuate. Unlike many podcasts that have like a set time they usually run to, we're obviously going to fluctuate until we run out of dumb things to say. Pretty much. Because Match in Space episodes usually run between 70 and uh, and 300 minutes long. So as of right now, um, we you can find us at the moment at, um, I'm at Allie, A-L-I underscore Goodman. And John is at Hitler Puncher. This is on and Twitter. We haven't gotten a website yet. No, but we will. Yeah, it's probably going to be uh, a hard gray's night, night, assuming that that's not already taken by someone. Yeah, you know, don't uh, take it. dot <laughs> com. Uh, well, uh, I assume it'll be the, the the website will exist whenever we actually put this up. Yes, we just this don't is have true, it too, but we don't have it yet. And I, I guess we'll insert something uh, at the end. You know, like <laughs> like <laughs> correcting us yeah. if uh, if we have a different website. Yeah. Um, and I guess we'll try and do a Twitter feed. You can also go find our other uh, podcast, uh, and this should be on iTunes. Also, we're yes. gonna try and put it on iTunes. It will be. Although. It may, like, it, if you are listening to this the moment we drop it, it will probably just advertise it, you know, for the get directly at the website. So it may not be on iTunes right. yet if you're listening the first day or two because we wouldn't have had it approved yet. Um, right, but you'll you'll start to see it in something you can subscribe to and leave us a rate and yeah, review us. rate and review us then uh, because that'll be great, I, I think. And I think, uh, you know, uh, this has a... The potential, even though I don't want it to be, to be more popular because there's all these idiots who like great you people are idiots. You crazy anime fans are so dumb. I'm trying to coming alienate from, our audience. I know. Coming from the guy who watches it every week. Just, yeah. just putting that God, out. God, why do you watch this? He I have even, a reason. He even follows some of the people on Twitter. I, I do actually. I, actually, I don't. I just see him retweeted a lot. Uh-huh. Uh, what's his name? Yeah. Um, he's later. He Jesse. plays. Jesse's. Not Jesse Spencer. That's no, from, that's, 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 that's from House. That's and, Chase uh, from House. Yeah. Jesse, whatever his name is, is on the show now. Williams. Jesse Williams. I like I like him as a person. Yes, he's I know. Got, you know, he's, 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 got some, he's got some decent he's politics. He's got good stuff. Um, you know, which is rare for an actor. <laughs> but, um, um, and he's also a little bit in love with Kyler Lee, but we, we'll get to her later. She's, she comes she's in here later. and gone. My she beloved got, Lexi. Oh, man. Those episodes, you don't want to miss those episodes. Those are going to be the <sighs> my best belo- My beloved Lexi. Episodes. Like, if I could put little hearts around when John Kyler- about Kyler, I, I, I'm not Mormon, but I'm willing to convert if you want to marry me. <laughs> 
So I love you. So thank you so much for being a part of uh, Hard Grey's Night. Yeah, and and, 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 and again, you can find a, a Match Made in Space oh, at, yes. match, at matchmadeinspace.com or at MMIS Podcast if you like 80s movies we'll and like us be, fighting. And you'll, we'll, be, we'll be doing some crossover between them, I'm well, sure. Well, we'll probably put this yeah. on the MMIS feed. That's what I mean. Like yeah. for the, at the beginning, just so people are aware of it. Yeah. Uh, you know, but later it'll, uh, you know, we'll, it'll get its own feed. But um, this this particular episode has been sponsored by Match Made in Space. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Match Made in Space. Uh, also vitamin uh, water. I don't know. No. Like, you can't say that because that's actually a thing. No, I know. It's not a thing. <laughs> right, this, this, this episode has been sponsored by Lafroig Scotch. The only oh scotch gosh. I get drunk with when trying to watch Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> Have a wonderful day. Thanks so much for listening. Kiss off. Ha <laughs> ha.